I did this. I did this for my like my whole life up until the last five years until I realized like, whoa, I have it all wrong. And and every person in my life that has advised me to do that, to to shift my expectations and dole down my my desires and my dreams was flat out fucking wrong. And actually, the way to a really inspired, fulfilling life is to reconnect with my childhood self that wanted the amazing relationship, that wanted the amazing friends, that wanted the amazing community, that wanted the mind-blowing, amazing job, and then learn how to actually do that as an adult. Welcome to the Magic of Transformation podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Zeller. I could not be more thrilled to be sharing part one of this four-part series on manifesting sex, power, love, and money. So the series came about because in teaching the science and art of manifestation over the last several years, I have at least 30 hours of recorded content on how to manifest in my workshop, Your Life's Work. And I work with clients one-on-one and through my various workshops on how to manifest. So this is something I've been studying very, very deeply for many years. And I've noticed that sometimes when certain people feel a little bit blocked in one area of their life, it also manifests in similar ways in other areas of their life. But there tends to be a particular correlation between sex, power, love, and money. And so that is what I start to dive into in this part one episode. Now, every single episode that it will be a part of this four-part series. It's going to go deeper and deeper. So you most certainly want to start with this one. And the way to get the most out of this four-part series is to really take some time, journal after every episode, and apply it to your life. And I guarantee you, if you do that, you will break through some major blocks and barriers, and you will be able to manifest more things. And that is my goal for you with this four-part series. This four-part series will also be an amazing tool for my students, a good adjunct tool for my students that have all of the manifestation content, tools, and workflow. So for those of you that have taken any of my manifestation workshops or are taking your life's work, after listening to these, go straight into the tools and just bust through blocks like you would not believe because you will be able to see so much more than you could previously. Now, here's the interesting thing. Everything that I teach, I have had extensive experience with. I don't teach things that I haven't experienced. Like some people just learn things and then kind of regurgitate it and teach it. I learn things and then I have a lot, a lot of lessons experiencing it, troubleshooting it, learning what does and doesn't work, et cetera, et cetera, having a lot of failures. And then from that, is where I finally start teaching. So before I even started teaching manifestation, I had read, I don't know, maybe a hundred books, taken many, many classes, spent thousands of dollars and spent many years testing on myself, different methods. And then I started working with one-on-one clients. And then only then after that, did I actually start building out content. And this is why my programs are so fucking powerful is because this is the way that I teach. Like I have tried everybody else's methods, I have tried it myself, seen what does and doesn't work, and then tested it on clients as well, and then developed my own ideas and methods and theories, et cetera. 
And that's why I think people have so much success with my programs is because they are so well researched and tested before they use them. They are results-driven programs, 100%. With that said, I am always a student. Like I am always learning. And here's the amazing thing that happened with this four-part series. So right now, as I release this, I am going to be releasing this in January of 2024, but I recorded part one and part two at, I think, the beginning of November of 2023. And after I recorded them, I started being led through a series of essentially lessons, triggers, obstacles, self-realizations, where I myself had to take this material deeper. So today on this episode, like I talk a lot about claiming what you want, and I have had to do that in a, in a huge way, in, in a way that I didn't even realize that I hadn't done. Because the thing is, is like, we can always go a level higher, a layer deeper with our personal transformation. So even though I have made so many claims in my life is so much better than I could have ever imagined. And I've claimed so much more and I've manifested so many things that I never thought I would get. There's always more that I can do, right? Like we're never done. And if you ever talk to someone that's like, mm, I don't struggle with that. Mm, I really mastered that. Like I would, I would pause and question the hubris of that because there's just always more that can be done. And I've really been a student of that over the last month or two. So I just want you to keep that in mind as you listen to this, that this is not me like talking down to you. What I'm doing is I'm sharing with you what I have learned through my own life and through coaching many, many others and through teaching the science of manifestation. And I also just want you to keep in mind that I've had some hard lessons and some hard self-realizations that I personally have had over the last few months where I realized that there were parts of things that I did want that I was denying myself. And since then I've claimed it and it's hard, you guys. Like this work can be so fucking hard. It can be hard and it can be scary and I have felt that crunch over the last couple of months. And we don't manifest a bigger life if we don't claim those things, if we don't shift out of denial, if we don't acknowledge our truth, our truth of what we really want, our truth of our biggest and wildest dreams. You will never get there if you don't own those things. So I hope you can listen to this part one with a very, very open heart and mind and know that this is coming from me to you from a place of deep, deep love and reverence for your own journey. And I recognize that this work is hard. And I also recognize that it is totally fucking worth the effort. I do want you to know that I have a free live masterclass coming up soon. You can sign up for that in the show notes. If you like the podcast, then you will definitely like my masterclasses because I actually share more in a masterclass than I ever would on a podcast. In this upcoming masterclass, The Hidden Path to Your Dream Career, I will be sharing my secret proprietary framework that I use when I take my students through my program, Your Life's Work. And this is really where I take them through a career that is either good or just okay. And we shift into like mind blowing fucking dream career. And this is what I think the new paradigm of a career should be. Like 
I truly believe that everyone can and should have a career where they wake up every morning so fucking excited to go to work like they can't wait to get out of bed. Literally, like take that in for a minute because I think people hear me say that and they're like, okay. (laughs) You guys, you could literally wake up and be like, oh my God, I'm so fucking excited to go to work today. Like I can't fucking wait. That is the new paradigm dream career. Were you taught when you were growing up that you could have that? I wasn't, but that's what a new paradigm career can be. So if you're feeling like a little bit bored or you're not that excited about work, or if you have like a snow day, you're really fucking excited, then you're not in your dream career. Like you're not in the new paradigm career, but you can be, and I want to help you get there. And that does not mean that you have to leave your career in order to create it. And if you're like, well, how do you do that? That's what I'm going to show you in this masterclass. It is the hidden path. It's the path that most people don't see or even know about. That's why it's hidden. And that's also why it took me decades to discover and then later cultivate and now use with my own clients that I take through my 10-month program, Your Life's Work. So we're going to talk about how to shift into the new paradigm career that everybody's career can and should be, which includes being super excited. It includes having a stress-free experience in your career. It includes being able to make money with ease, being able to have as much quality time with your friends and family as you want to. I mean, just think of like, what's a too good to be true scenario? Boom. That's the dream career that I want to help you get to. And I'm going to show you the hidden path to get there. The exact framework that I have created and now use to get my students in your life's work there. So you can sign up for that live free upcoming masterclass in the show notes. If you are listening, check those show notes right now, because I do not want you to miss it. Don't forget, sign up today. And last but not least, you guys, I so, so, so appreciate your five-star reviews. Like you may think like, oh, whatever, you know, yeah, I'll get to it eventually. But like, I can't tell you how much these five-star reviews mean to me. I mean, some of you have been writing the most amazing five-star reviews and I read every single one of them and they make me feel so fucking good. So thank you. Like seriously, thank you so much. So if you like the podcast, would you just do me a favor and leave me a five-star review? No matter where you listen, if you listen on Spotify, please just like, it takes one second, give me a five-star review. If you listen on Apple, it'd be really rad if you could give me a five-star written review. Thank you so much. I love you. I love you. I love you. Okay, here we go. Let's do it. Part one of sex, power, love, and money. I've been thinking a lot over the last several years about the connection between love and money, because I've learned from a lot of different teachers when it comes to the art of manifestation. And a lot of them talk about a connection between love and money. And I've I think I've even maybe perhaps mentioned it on some past episodes where I'm zeroing in on manifestation. But I've been feeling into this lately a lot more in my own life, but also the lives of my clients, because a lot of my focus over the last 20 years has been on career and as a part of that on making money. And so I help people find, curate, cultivate the sort of bespoke career of their dreams and make money while doing it because it's important to be able to know how to make money and to be able to make the kind of money that you desire to be making. And a lot of people that take my program, Your Life's Work, 
one of their core issues that they're coming into your life's work with is how to make more money, how to make the kind of money that they are wanting to make. And so this is something that I help a lot of people with, essentially, is to how to make more money. Now, because your life's work, and if you're new to the podcast, I have this program called Your Life's Work, which is about nine or 10 months long. And it's a group workshop. So you go through with a group of people. And it's all about like, how do I create this career that I am so lit up and excited to do every single day. I wake up feeling really lit up and excited to to go to work, to do my job. And I have deep, deep passion for the work that I do in the world. And I also get paid well doing it. And so if you don't find that in your own life, then your life's work would be a really great fit for you because I can help you change the current structure of your career or sometimes completely change your career to a new field or an entirely new thing in order to cultivate that for yourself. Now, because your life's work is such a comprehensive program, we also touch on other issues or areas of your life. And so a lot of times in my group coaching calls, I will end up teaching about relationships. Now, when it comes to personal relationships, like your most intimate partnership, this has been something that I have really focused more on in my own personal life over the last five years, but particularly honed in on over the last two years. So I would say over the last two years, it's been my main area of focus and study is essentially how do I curate a fucking amazing relationship? like amazing, like mind-blowing relationship where it's like we can read each other's mind and the sex is amazing and there's excitement in the relationship and we're showing up for each other in all the ways we ever dreamed. And you know, when you're little, you maybe daydream about like, oh, this is what an amazing relationship could be. And then a lot of times we get into relationships in adulthood and they're not that amazing. Like they're not what we dreamed that they would be in childhood. And so what we end up inevitably doing is talking ourselves out of wanting that. We kind of get to this point of like, well, that was like childhood and that was me daydreaming. And I didn't know how complex relationship dynamics can be. And so I need to adjust my expectations. And so that's what we do oftentimes in adulthood is we adjust our expectations. And the way that we do that is we desire less. We talk ourselves into desiring less because we think it's insane to want what we thought we wanted in childhood. And guess what? We do this in our careers too. Like in childhood, we have these dreams of like, I want to be an astronaut or I want to do this and I want to do that. And then when we get into adulthood, we're like, well, I was just a child then. I didn't know the way the world works. I didn't know how hard life is. And I need to talk myself out of my childhood dreams. And oh my God. Oh man, I did this. I did this for my like my whole life up until the last five years until I realized like, whoa, I have it all wrong. And and every person in my life that has advised me to do that, to to shift my expectations and dole down my my desires and my dreams was flat out fucking wrong. And actually, the way to a really inspired, fulfilling life is to reconnect with my childhood self that wanted the amazing relationship, that wanted the amazing friends, that wanted the amazing community, that wanted the mind-blowing, amazing job, and then learn how to actually do that as an adult. So instead of just like 
dumbing myself down and desiring less and convincing myself over and over and over again that I don't need what I thought I needed when I was a child and that I'm totally fine. And that like, yeah, you know, my relationship isn't perfect, but it's fine. And, you know, it's fine, right? It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's totally fine. I remember when I got my first divorce because I have been married and divorced twice. And that is where a lot of my learnings have come from. But I remember after getting my first divorce, my friend made me this little bag. And on the front of the bag, she had printed, it's fine. It's fine. I'm totally fine. And the reason she had that printed is because that's what I would always say. Like, and I would say it kind of facetiously, because clearly there was a lot of shit happening in my life. But it's a sentiment that I actually held deep down was like, it's fine. It's fine. It's totally fine. And when I ask people, okay, what's your relationship like? A lot of times I get that that response of like, it's fine, you know, it's fine. It's, 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 it's not like perfect, not amazing, but what relationship is and you know, they come in with all these like excuses, like I all I did was ask, how's your relationship? And immediately I'm hearing reasons why it's not perfect and reasons why that's okay with them and how, you know, essentially, like, they're fine that they're settling, like, it's fine, like, it's fine, it's fine, it's totally fine, right? Okay, that is not a recipe for a lit up life. It's just not. I'm sorry to be the one to tell you. But if you are not waking up every day excited to be in the relationship that you're in, excited to hang out with your partner, feeling like honestly, like it's kind of a new relationship, feeling like the electricity is there, the eroticism is there. If you aren't feeling excited about going to work, deeply passionate about what you do, wanting to tell everybody about it all the time, then there's room for growth here, right? There's room for more. And that is what part one, I think, is probably about here. Part one is just like just taking step number one in creating a like, holy shit, mind blowing dream life is just recognizing that you want more and claiming that you want more because you will get nowhere if you are just consistently convincing yourself that you don't need more and that you're fine, that you're fine. Now for a moment here, let's talk about how these things are interrelated. Deep down, what we really want and need in this world in order to live a happy life is we want to feel loved and safe. We ultimately want to feel a sense of safety in our life and our bodies and our in our day to day life. And then we also want to feel accepted into the tribe. We want to feel loved, wanted, valued and seen. And these are really core to our essentially like our existence. Right. Especially like anthropologically speaking, neurobiologically speaking, like if we think back to when we were dependent on our tribes, if we got rejected from the tribe, then we could die. And that is that sentiment is really wired into our DNA. It's passed down to us epigenetically. So we have this really old sense of if I'm rejected, then I could die. And then that gets even more compounded if you are a woman, you identify as a woman or you were raised as a female. 
A lot of times in our society, females were raised to believe that we needed a male counterpart in order to support us. Now, like some of us got mixed messaging. Like I grew up hearing like, I need to support myself. And I also grew up hearing I need a man to support me, which is really confusing because it's like, you shouldn't have to work, but you need to work and you need a man that can support you, a partner that can support you. And so that also makes us feel this sense of like, I have to be dependent on other people to feel a sense of safety. Now, in this world, we really need money to feel safe and to survive. Like this world runs on money. That is what we exchange. And so if you want to be able to live, buy a home, eat food, have clothes, that kind of thing, like you need money. So I think one of the big ways that love and money is connected is through our need for just safety. Like I need to feel safe in the world. And in order to feel safe, I also need to be accepted. I need to be loved and accepted by someone. And so when I say connection, what I mean is a lot of times if you are lacking in one area of your life, that same energetic, that same lack can show up in another area of your life. And I use the term lack loosely here because lack is perception. Like we think that we're lacking something. Ultimately, everything that we need, we can find from within. But to be really simplistic here, even though it is a little bit dualistic, uh, I'm going to use the term lack. So if you are lacking in money, it is quite possible that you are lacking in love or in some way, shape, or form, you are lacking something in your most intimate partnership. It may be like love or being seen. It may be sex. It may be something, some aspect of your dynamic with your most intimate partnership could be lacking in a similar way that you are lacking money. Now, it's not just money, though. And this is what I have found. What I have found in coaching people, so I've been coaching people in terms of their career and money for the last like six years. And then I've been recently doing some coaching on relationships for the last couple of years. And so I'm starting to see like more and more crossover, like I'm starting to learn more and more how these things are connected. And what I found is that for some people, it's not technically money, it's some other aspect of their career that they might be lacking in that will it like a mirror show up in a similar way in their relationship. So for instance, if they're going to a job every day, but they're not really being like seen and valued. Let's let's get more personal here. If you are going to a job every single day, but you are not really being seen and valued, like you feel like for some reason people can't see the real you. And they're not really honoring the real you. They're maybe honoring other traits of you that you don't feel like are that important or aren't super authentic to you. But they're not like really seeing you and you have a sense that you can really feel that like they're not these people aren't seeing me. You may feel the same way in your most intimate relationship, like in your partnership. Like this person isn't really seeing me, isn't really seeing the full me. Another example of this, if you are not making the kind of money that you want to be in your job. Maybe you're just like not charging enough. Maybe like you're in scarcity, so you're charging a small amount or you're not able to attract clients or customers that are paying you what you 
actually want them to. If we take a mirror and we look at love, you may also not be receiving the mirrored amplitude of love that you're desiring. So it's like, I'm desiring more money and I'm desiring more love. Now, why does this matter? Like, why is this important? The reason this is important is because these two are energetically linked, meaning like a lot of times they're linked to your sense of safety or your sense of self-worth or value or being seen. You want to do psychological work in both areas to really manifest what you are searching for. So if you're like, I want to manifest more money, but then in your relationship, you're not claiming You're not really honestly deep down in your heart claiming that you want more love or maybe it's like more sex or it's like just a deeper connection. But instead in your relationship, you're lying to yourself and you're saying like, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's totally fine. Then you will often not be able to manifest the kind of money that you're wanting because you're ignoring the mirrored aspect of it. You're ignoring the the mirrored image in your intimate relationship. So I've had a few clients that have, few clients, and I have to say like acquaintances or friends who I've seen this, this next example with. If we think about commitment, let's say that you've been with a partner for a long time and you want a deeper commitment. Maybe that's like a proposal or maybe it's just an energetic commitment, meaning like, Maybe you're already married or maybe you're not. Maybe you're telling yourself like you don't really want to be married and maybe you don't really want to be, but you just want like a deeper energetic commitment. Like you want to feel like this person is all in and they're really claiming you. If you're not getting that in your most intimate relationship, use this mirror technique that I'm talking about and look at your career and ask yourself, am I getting that in my career? Where am I actually lacking deeper commitment in my career? Am I getting like customers or clients that are hesitant to have a long-term commitment to me? Is my boss or the people that are above me, do I feel like they have one foot in and one foot out the door? Do I just feel a little sense of instability, even if I can't even point to why? Do I feel kind of this sense of like, this isn't super stable in my career in a similar way that I'm feeling in my relationship? Now, again, the important thing here is if you want a deeper commitment, like in your career, like, yeah, I really want clients or customers that will come to me long term and really commit to me, or I want them to pay me more money, which is like a bigger commitment, them giving me more money is actually them committing to me in a deeper way. Or I want the people that are managing me or above me in like, you know, this hierarchical system to really value me in a deeper way. And I want to feel safe and secure in my career. Well, then you also need to look at like, where are you not claiming that desire in your relationship? Where are you not saying it out loud? Where are you not claiming it for yourself in your relationship? And vice versa, you know, if you really want it in your personal relationship, where are you not claiming that in your working environment? The reason you want to look at both is because it's going to accelerate your manifestation. So like if if you want a commitment in your intimate relationship, you could do all this work in your intimate relationship, like you could go to couples therapy and all this stuff. But then there's this 
other thing that's hiding, like deeper layers of your programming of your programs that say this isn't possible for you, that you're not worthy of it, that there's not better opportunities out there, different partners out there, all this stuff that could actually be hiding in your career. So it's kind of like you're doing part of the work, but not all of the work. If you don't look at the mirror image of it, if you don't look at, okay, where is this showing up in my work? So in order to accelerate your manifestations, you want to look at both. You want to look at how is my relationship to my job, to my career and to money being mirrored in my most intimate love relationships. And by the way, this can also be mirrored in other relationships. Like for instance, if you really lack boundaries at work and you're always like overworking and you have a hard time saying no and you're working too many hours, that could also show up in family dynamics. Like your brother, sister, mom, dad calls you and even though you're totally exhausted, they ask you to do something and like you have a hard time saying no. And that's how that's showing up or mirroring itself in your personal relationships that aren't necessarily your like intimate partnership. That's a little bit more complex and I'm not going to go into that. But I just want to let you know that patterns are patterns, programs are programs, they can show up in our lives in all sorts of ways. And that's why it's really important to be able to spot your own programs and patterns, learn how to do that, and then know how to change them, right? Because as I recently put out in my episode with Sarah Hubert, a student of mine in your life's work, and I'll link that in the show notes. But as her and I discussed in that episode, like just knowing your programs and your patterns doesn't actually change anything. However, you do need to first see them in order to know what you need to change. And obviously, the way that I suggest changing your programs and your patterns is through subconscious reprogramming, and also through taking intuitively guided actions to work directly against your patterns, which I'll eventually talk about in maybe today's episode or a later one. But if you really want to learn how to start spotting your patterns and changing them, then I can't recommend enough that you enroll in my program, Your Life's Work. So if this episode so far is like really resonating with you, then I can't recommend enough that you reach out to me and inquire about my program, Your Life's Work. And you can reach out to me on my website at thetransformationschool.com or you can direct message me on Instagram at Stephanie Zeller Speaks. And then you and I can schedule a little time to chat to see if this is a good fit for you. One of the things that I've seen in a lot of my clients that have taken your life's work is they share with me afterwards and sometimes during that their relationships have significantly improved. And that is because of this mirror effect that I'm talking about here with like career and how it mirrors often love and money. And then power is really like infused into both aspects. Like there's a power dynamic that you have to claim for yourself when it comes to sex and and love. And there's also a power dynamic that you have to claim for yourself when it comes to your career and money. And if you're not claiming your power in one or the other, it's actually going to keep you down. It's going to hold you back from fully expressing your power. So for instance, if you're like, yeah, I want to really own my power in my job and I want to really step up and I want to shine. But then when it comes to your love life and your sex life, you're like, I'm afraid of sex. I'm afraid of 
feeling like my most powerful self in my relationship. And it's not something that my partner really supports. And so I'm just going to like make myself small in my relationship, then you're always going to be limited in terms of the amount of power that you can actually express in your career and the money that you can actually make in your career while you are holding that back. Because guess what, like, you're a multidimensional being, you're not like a person that has separate compartments inside of you. And you get to choose when to live outside of those compartments. It's not like you have like a version of you that is just about career. And then you have a version of you that is just about relationship. And you're like, okay, for now, I'm going to shut down, I'm going to power down the part of me that is all about love and relationships and sex. And I'm just going to be the part of me that is about making money in career. And so I'm going to really excel here why I like completely dead in this other area. Like, no, you're the same person, right? So it makes sense that those things would be connected and that if you are having trouble fully expressing yourself and owning your power in one aspect of your life, it is going to impede the expression of your power in another aspect of your life. So I think the big thing that really wants to come through in part one of this series about sex, power, love, and money is that these things are all connected. and. They're connected in various ways for various reasons, and maybe these reasons matter, maybe they don't to you, but regardless, like it's important for you to know that they are connected and to just simply start exploring what ways they may be connected for you, because they're connected in different ways for different people at different times in their life. So right now, if you just think about, okay, what do I feel like is lacking in my career? Am I lacking a sense of excitement about what I'm doing every single day? Am I lacking in money? Am I lacking in the commitment? Do I have people that I work with where there's like a lot of contentious relationships? Now, whatever it is that you feel like you're kind of lacking or is not going the way that you would really like it to, feel into the way that feels in your body. Just feel into that for a moment. This thing that isn't 100% for me, how does that feel in my body? And then transfer that feeling, that sensation into your relationship and say, when do I feel this in my relationship? Do I feel this in my relationship? In what ways is this presenting in my relationship? And the reason I have you go from like career to relationship is because I, I think a lot of times our career feels a little bit less personal to us, a little bit, bit less triggering than our most intimate relationship. So it's a little bit easier to identify what's off and then feel into that feeling and then transfer it into relationship. But then maybe for you, that's not the case. Maybe for you, like you're really feeling the crunchiness somewhere in your relationship and you can go the other direction. You can think about what's going on in your intimate relationship? Where are you not being fulfilled in the ways that you actually want to be deep down? And then transferring that over to career and being like, okay, how is this presenting in my in my work or in my relationship with money, that kind of thing. Sometimes this can be a really tricky thing to decipher and see. And that is why that's mainly what this part one episode is about because I want you to have time to really think about it and and to potentially like, you know, journal on it and 
explore how these might be connected. And maybe right now, as you're listening, you're like, I have no idea how those things are connected. But your subconscious has now been cued into the fact that they are connected. And you will see over the next like coming weeks, oh, okay, now I, I see how potentially that I see how potentially these things are connected. And it's very common for us to essentially lie to ourselves when it comes to our career or when it comes to our relationship or potentially even both. Lie to ourselves in terms of like, I'm fine. (laughs) I'm fine. It's totally fine. I don't want more. I don't need more. And we do this because we're scared. Because we've been hurt so many times before. Because acknowledging it may be too painful because we're afraid of change, because we're afraid that we would lose control if we did acknowledge where we aren't being fulfilled. It's a hard thing. It's a hard thing to do, I would say, especially in your most intimate relationship. It by like by and large, I would say that's probably harder than it is with career. However, A lot of the people that I work with in your life's work have had a career for a long time and they have spent a lot of time, energy, money, schooling, etc. to get to where they are in their career. And it can feel really terrifying to acknowledge that you aren't happy in your career. So really both of them can be very, very scary. And that's why, you know, it can be helpful to have support and why you should enroll in your life's work. And it's also helpful to sometimes have like a sounding board and somebody that can help you spot your blind spots. And so if you are interested in doing that with me, you can sign up for a magic session and then I can help you kind of spot where your blind spots might be when it comes to either your work or or your relationship. Or again, you know, that's, that's where your life's work comes in, my program, Your Life's Work. Now, When you start to see, okay, this is where I'm lacking in maybe my relationship and my career. Maybe it's in, again, intimacy, commitment, being really, really seen in eroticism and excitement. All right, so you've identified this is kind of what I feel like I'm missing. This is what's off. Now, you might think that the solution to this would be to then pursue these things and get these things from your partner or your career. So if I feel like, okay, I'm not getting a full commitment here in my most intimate relationship, and I'm also not getting that commitment in my career from my customers, my clients in various ways or from whoever is employing me, you may think like, okay, in order to fix this, then I need to demand commitment in one or the other. But actually, The solution is to first provide for yourself what you need internally, because ultimately what is driving you to desire these things is a feeling that you aren't whole, like there's something that is missing. And so you're searching for these missing parts of yourself and these things that you need in your relationship and in your career. Now, generally, when we desire things, it's for a reason. So I'm not saying that you shouldn't desire these things. You should absolutely desire these things. And ultimately, you should be able to manifest these things. You should have a partner that will totally commit to you. You should have clients or an employer that will totally commit to you. You should be able to make all the money that you want and need. You should be able to have a very exciting, erotic, intimate relationship. 
these things are like the juice of life, like the the yummy experience of being alive. And you should definitely be able to feel all of those things. However, in my experience in my life personally, and now in coaching many clients when it comes to love, career, sex, money, power, relationships, there's a few things that you want to do first before you kind of spin out and start demanding things from people around you. Because ultimately, if you feel like, okay, the only way that I can feel better in this situation, the only way I can feel whole is if this person outside of me does what I want them to do. In that moment, you've given all your power away. Because now you're dependent on other people's actions and decisions for you to feel okay. And that is never, ever, ever the route to power. You want to be able to find your own power, your own inner security, your own inner confidence internally first. And let me tell you something. When you do that first, when you find a way to feel fulfilled and whole internally first, all those things that you've always been wanting, that you've that you never even thought were possible, manifest effortlessly for you in your reality. They just happen. You're led to the right things. You're led to the right actions. You take the right actions and all of a sudden it all manifests before you. But the route to getting what you want is always to do the inner work first. If you don't do the inner work first, then you are bypassing. And I'm going to link a episode in the show notes about bypassing to see which kind of forms of bypassing you might be using. But Usually what I see is that people are not doing the inner psychological work that is necessary to manifest what they actually desire and need. And that's what I'm talking about here. You want to do the inner psychological work that is required for you to feel in your own power and for you to feel whole first. And only then is it a good idea to essentially try and manifest that in in form. Because then when it comes in, first of all, you're not attached to it, you're not clingy, you're not afraid it's not going to happen. Because you feel whole and amazing internally already. And that's when you know you are utilizing the science and art of manifestation correctly is when things manifest, you're almost just like, yeah, of course, because I already feel amazing. Like I, of course, that manifested in my reality. If you're still in like dog paddling, clean, attaching energy, afraid it's not going to come in, afraid of what's going to happen if it doesn't come in, then that means you're just simply not done with the psychological work that is required. So after you have identified the sort of mirror image of what is happening with your career and your most intimate relationship, you have to take the next critical step, which is so, so critical because nothing changes if you don't do this. You have to claim what you're wanting. You have to actually acknowledge to yourself where you feel like you are lacking and you have to claim what you are wanting. You have to actually acknowledge it to yourself. And again, honestly, this can be the hardest part for many because it's almost like we think if we say it out loud, if we really claim it, then we will feel more pain. Like if I acknowledge the fact that, yeah, this isn't my dream relationship or this isn't my dream career, my whole life is going to crumble around me. Like it's going to be so terrible. My love. That's happening, whether you acknowledge it or not. Your dissatisfaction is there, whether you acknowledge it or not. 
But what you're doing when you don't acknowledge it and when you don't claim what you're actually wanting is you are abandoning yourself. You're abandoning yourself. You're abandoning that child version of you that dreamed of this amazing relationship or dreamed of doing these amazing things in the world. You're abandoning the part of you that wants to shine really brightly, that wants to be in your power. You're abandoning the part of you that wants to be sexually awakened and feel really free with your sexuality. You're abandoning the part of you that wants to have a lot of money and do amazing things with money. You're abandoning the part of you that wants to wake up and feel passionate and alive about both your career and your relationship and your whole life. You're abandoning the part of you that wants to live a dream life because you think deep down it's keeping you safe. It's keeping you from feeling less pain. And that couldn't be further from the truth. There's nothing like silent suffering. There's nothing like not acknowledging what you really want and need. Oof. I mean, right now I'm just like feeling that in my heart and my body and my bones, because I did it for my whole life. I did it for my whole life. I mean, I gaslit myself. Again, if you haven't listened to that episode of me and Sarah Hubert, which I'm going to, again, link in the show notes, it is episode number 82. Listen to that episode because we talk about gaslighting yourself. And I just gaslit myself my whole life. I told myself it was fine. It's fine. It's totally fine. It's good enough. My life is good enough. My relationship is good enough. I don't need more. I'm not high maintenance, right? I'm chill. I'm easy. It's whatever. I'm fine. And all the while, there's a part of you that's screaming on the inside. There's a part of you that knows that that's not true. There's a part of you that's longing to be free. And it feels like something is missing. It feels like something is missing. The thing that is missing is you. And the reason you feel like something is missing, something is off, is because you've abandoned that part of yourself. You've cast out that part of you that wants more because it's too painful to acknowledge. That's what you think. You think it's too painful to acknowledge. Would you rather that be living in shadow? Would you rather that be living in the dark, deep, deep, deep down inside of you, causing this chronic tension and stress and anxiety and dis-ease in your life where you can't just settle down and love your life and feel amazing and feel fulfilled all the time? Would you rather that exist or would you rather bring it out into the light and say, whoa, here's my truth and I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking claim my truth right now. Because I know that I won't get to a better life if I don't claim that truth. Step number one is to identify where you might be lacking in career, love, relationships, money, etc. And then step number two, claim. Claim what you actually want in life. Own it. Own it. Say it out loud. Tell somebody. Just be like, yeah, I want this thing. You have to do that. If you don't do that, you will never manifest it. And then I think we're probably going to go into this more in future parts. But just to close up, just to kind of tease here, part two, the second part to this is actually not, as I mentioned before, it is not to to make other people provide that for you. Because again, if we do that, we're giving all of our power away. So the next step is actually to start fulfilling yourself and giving yourself what you need. 
and reprogramming any programs or patterns that are limiting you from believing it's possible for you to have these things. So the next step after identifying and claiming what you're wanting is then it's an inside job. Like it's an inside job. That is where we go next to ultimately manifest all the things that we want external to us, all the things that we want in form. But we have to do the psychological work first. And and that is probably where we will pick up in part two. So here, as we close out part one, I would just really encourage you to look at these things in your life to consider where am I not just like thriving and loving my career? And how is that being mirrored in my most intimate relationship? Or vice versa. We can't change things if we can't see them. Carl Jung said, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. So we have to spot these blind spots. We have to spot what we're not seeing. And that is the path to liberation. The obstacle is the way. I'm so excited to continue this journey with you. I can't wait for part two. If this part one really resonated with you, if you had some aha moments, be sure to pass this episode along to others that you feel like might be feeling a little bit of stress or tension around their career or money or power or sex or relationships. And I'm looking forward to continuing this journey with you and with whoever you send this podcast to. If you are not subscribed or following the podcast, be sure to hit follow or subscribe. And if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to leave me a five star review. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. I'm excited to see what this episode has uncovered for you and the shifts and changes that you are going to make as we progress forward. Until next time.